are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we're back. Another edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you on a Wednesday, December 6th into Thursday, December 7th. Welcome in, everybody, and thank you for listening right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Oh, boy, this this week is certainly going to be interesting Sunday when the Lions go to Tampa Bay against the Bucks. There's a chance, folks. There's a chance that Jake Rudock could be under center for the Lions coming up this weekend. A chance. I still think Matthew Stafford's going to play. We'll discuss the latest from Allen Park, including the Stafford injury to his hand. We'll do that coming up next right here on Locked on Lions. We'll also get into uh, the, the, the FBI-CIA type of mentality that seems to be going on around Allen Park right now. Uh, you know, the Kremlin, I guess you could call it. This is sort of shades of, of Ann Arbor, too, a little bit in terms of secrecy and how ridiculous it is when we're discussing a football team that has one win, in the one playoff win over the last 60 years. Fan, uh, fantasy football fans, you got to listen to this, all right? Lockdown Lions today is brought to you by Draft. If you have ever heard of Draft.com, come play for free right now using the promo code LONFL or you just search Draft in your app store. We'll tell you a little bit about Draft.com, a proud sponsor today of Locked on Lions. Those of you that are tweeting to me, always appreciate your tweets. At Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks on Twitter. And your comments, always welcome on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page as well. If you're listening on iTunes, do not forget that our friends at ProFootballFocus.com each week hand out a free one-year subscription to PFF. All you got to do, if you lock in on Lockdown Lions right here on iTunes, if you're listening on iTunes and you subscribe, Leave a review on iTunes and put your Twitter handle on the end of the review. One of you will go home at the end of the week with a win, a victory, a free subscription to ProFootballFocus.com. We do that once a week right here on Lockdown Lions. We appreciate you listening and leaving your reviews, whether they're five-star, three-star, whatever they are. Mm. And I have a little tip of water here. Please do that and leave that review on iTunes. Thanks for listening on Megaphone.fm, our new home here. If you're listening on Spotify, uh, tune in, Amazon Alexa. Just say, Alexa, give me the latest Locked On Lions podcast, and she'll play it for you as well. Thanks for tuning in. Lions again at 6-6 six and six on the road on Sunday at 4-8 and eight Tampa Bay. If you missed Nate Atkins yesterday on the podcast from MLive.com, I thought he had some very good comments about where we are with this Detroit Lions team with four games to go. I kind of kiddingly, jokingly, uh, in jest yesterday, discussed the playoff possibilities and probabilities for the Lions because no one else is. The hot-button topic in town is, will Jim Caldwell survive the season? Will Jim Caldwell be back next season? Will the Lions get rid of Jim Caldwell? What, what's, what changes are going to be made? No one's sitting here now breaking down the Tampa Bay Bucks and, you know, will it be Fitzpatrick? Will it be Jameis? And we'll get into a little Tampa Bay preview tomorrow. You know, but the Bucks are four and eight, and they're terrible. And they've lost two in a row in their last place in the NFC South, which, by the way, probably happens to be the best division in the NFL. The Lions are looking up currently right now, two games back of Carolina for a wild card, two games back of New Orleans, or excuse me, Seattle for a wild card, and a game back of Atlanta at seven and five. And we went over all those possibilities yesterday. Well, today the big news from Allen Park, and it's huge news, is that Matthew Stafford. Uh, is not practicing, and is standing on the side basically 
not doing anything in the open portion of practice that the Lions uh, allowed the media to be in. Now, as I record this podcast today on this Wednesday before I head down to Eastern Michigan for the Wednesday night Oakland U Eastern game as I work the radio broadcast for the Golden Grizzlies with Neil Rule, the the Lions um, injury report is not out yet. But Matthew Stafford did not practice today. And Jim Caldwell made the comment today earlier to the media that Matthew Stafford, um, you know, in terms of whether or not he would play or not, quote, he's not out of the woods yet with that hand injury. Caldwell went on to say, quote, he's got to be able to function, and obviously the, the, this one's going to take work. Caldwell did say Stafford's hand is progressing in the right direction. Stafford said he's not dealing with numbness in his hand anymore, said he was a little nervous walking off the field on Sunday of last week, happy that nothing's broken when he was asked if, he, if the game was today and he could play. Stafford said that's a good question um, and said that was his answer. So then, as the reporters saw Stafford walking around the locker room before practice today, um, Stafford had his hand wrapped and kind of hidden. And then as Stafford was walking on the field or or, or walking to the podium today, he kept his hand, this is according to Dave Burkett, Burkett from Free Press, he kept his hand in his pocket when he walked to and from the podium and basically, he kept it shielded from from reporters uh, and his throwing hand from view of reporters when he walked through the locker room with a towel over his hand. What's the big secret, guys? Matthew Stafford is probably going to play on Sunday in Tampa. The guy always seems to play. But as I brought up the other day, and I think I can bring up again today, The question has to be asked, would it be smart of the Lions to send Stafford out there with some mangled throwing hand and risk further injury, risk any more injury? Because once again today, Rick Wagner and TJ Lang were not uh, at practice. We're not practicing. Ziggy Onsen not practicing. I don't know if I want to send my $30 million man or not $30 million, $27 million man a year out there against Tampa Bay on Sunday. The season is basically done. Now, I know what I said yesterday. There's an outside shot. The Lions made some sort of run that they could make the playoffs. But do you as Lions fans, I'm not saying you want to see Jake Rudock Sunday. I know deep down you're saying to yourself, I want to go to the cider mill or I want to do something else Sunday, or I want to take my wife out shopping, or I got Christmas stuff to do, or I got to put the tree up Sunday. I don't want to watch this team play Tampa Bay. But you always do. You always get sucked in. I'll be sucked in. You'll be sucked in. It'll be Sunday about 12.57, and you'll be gnawing at your, gnawing at your nails. You'll be watching. But should, we putting Matt, but should the Lions be putting Matthew Stafford in harm's way and putting him out there Sunday, you know, with a mangled hand or whatever they're going to call it, a bruise, going up against the Buccaneers. Now, Tampa's not some great team. They've got Gerald McCoy and some other people that can, can rush the passer. But the Lions' offensive line has been putty the last few games. Heck, all season. In terms of protecting him, he's been sacked nearly 40 times. I think it's 39 to be exact, second in the NFL. And to be quite honest with you, I'm not so sure I'm putting him out there on Sunday and rushing to get him back out there if he can't go. 
you know, Bucks coach Dirk uh, Cutter today jokingly told the Detroit uh, media on the conference call he, he wants to try to find a way to get a hold of that hand. Well, of course, because Stafford is the Lions. And if the Lions go to Tampa Bay with Jake Rudock under center, they have no chance. Jake Rudock hasn't played. And when he played last week against Baltimore, he threw a pick six. This team has no shot if they don't have uh, Matthew Stafford playing. I'm interested in your thoughts on it. At Derry Speaks on Twitter and the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. I just, to me, I'd hold him out if he's hurt. I wouldn't rush him back out there and, and, and you know, put him in harm's way of, of injuring him even more. The guy's gotten beaten up the last two years like a pincushion, like a rag doll, like an old pillow. That's not fair to Matthew Stafford, who once again is having a pretty darn good year. Hey, fantasy football fans, you got to listen up. It's not too late to join the 500,000 people that have already downloaded Draft this season. What is this? Hey, you get to play in a real live snake draft, but you're done in under five minutes and they last for just one week. Fantasy, A weekly fantasy football league that you can join right here, right now in week 14. All right? The best part, you play for cold, hard cash. And get this, your chances of winning are 80% better than any of these salary cap sites. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit. But all you got to do is use the promo code LONFL. That's LONFL. That's right. Play a real money game for free just by using the promo code LONFL. And it gets even better. Draft is so sure that you'll love it. They're even offering our Locked On Lions listeners a money back guarantee up to $100. Just search draft in your app store. Or go to Draft.com and come play for free right now with the promo code LONFL. I promise you, I will have this set up for tomorrow, and we'll talk about it tomorrow so that you guys can play with me. It'll be a lot of fun. Weekly fantasy once a week, or, or one week, you pick whoever you want, and the next week you pick somebody else. That's the beauty of Draft. Go to Draft.com, folks, or search Draft in your app store. All right, so more uh, secrecy and uh, ridiculousness right here on Locked On Lions. Um, <laughs> and this comes from Dave Burkett on Twitter, and I appreciate my buddy Al throwing this my way as well. Earlier today, Dave uh, tweeted this out um, this hour. Uh, Dave wrote on at Dave Burkett on Twitter, I asked a Lions player about having nine men on the field. He said, quote, we were told not to talk about it, end quote. What? Told not to talk about it? By whom? Jim Caldwell? Vice President of Communications Bill Keenest? Who told Bob Quinn? Who told a Lions player not to talk to the media about having nine men on the field? Why, why is this some big secret? Why is this something that a grown adult a football player in the NFL can't a- answer a question to a reporter about. Is it sour grapes? Is, it a report- is this a reporter trying to keep it too negative and the Lions are trying to move on? This past Sunday in Baltimore, Jim Caldwell, in his own words on Monday, called the fact that the Lions went into a key third down, down by seven defensively. With nine men on the field, he called it horrendous. Those were Caldwell's words on Monday. He said it's horrendous. So now, 
when you're off on Tuesday and you don't get the opportunity to talk to the players, which Burkett, Mikey, Nate Atkins, Mike O'Hara, list goes on and on. All of them get today, Wednesday, the opportunity to ask players about it. Hey, now that you've looked at the film, now that you met with the team on Monday, now that you've done all this, what about having nine men on the field on a key third down that might have cost you the game? And the Lions player, the unnamed player, says, we were told not to talk about it? That, that, that's, that's chicken shit. It is. Embrace it. I hate when there are, there, there's a discussion that goes on about the Lions saying, Lion players saying, we don't want to talk about the past. We don't want to hear about SOL anymore. Well, if you don't want to hear about SOL anymore, and I don't like talking about SOL, to be honest with you, because I do think this organization is actually moving in a decent direction. But with that being said, when you have nine players on the field, which I've never seen before, I've seen ten. Heck, the Lions do it enough. They do it plenty. Was it the Steeler touchdown that was at 11 on 10 on the uh, uh, first and goal with Roethlisberger hitting the tight end? Might have been. Earlier this year on that Sunday night game. But when these players say, we don't want to talk about the past, but see, the past keeps repeating itself. Only the Lions have nine men on the field. So when you're asked about it, say, you know what? Yeah, it sucked, and we're going to correct it. But being told not to talk about it is cowardice and cowardly. And I'm not blaming the player. He's doing what he's told. If Caldwell told the guys, then shame on you, Jim. If that was being told by somebody in communications, that's ridiculous. Stand up and answer questions when you're losing. When you were cruising, and when the Lions were off to a 2-0 start, and a 4-1 start, and looking mighty good after winning in Minnesota, and feeling good, were they being told not to answer certain questions? I, I, don't, I don't think so. Because the Lions were playing good football. And the Lions deserve to be asked any question and deserve to be answering any question. I mean, this football team, excuse me, was 3-1 and one after the Minnesota win. Let me, let me, let me correct that. 3-1 and one after the Minnesota win. And at one point, 6-4. and four. You know, in decent shape. Then were other questions off limits? I don't understand this mentality that some some coaches have, that some universities have uh, at the college level. You know, I'm not going to name any names. Ann Arbor. Where they're not going to allow players to answer questions, coaches to answer questions. What's what's the big secret here? We're not allowed to answer about that 9-on-7. We, we don't want to talk about it anymore. Well, if you're being asked about it, or 11-on-9, if you're being asked about it, Answer the question. I think it's ridiculous. And that just goes to show that I'm all for the Lions having a new organization, a new attitude, a new look, feeling better about themselves now than they have in the past with all the past transgressions. But Caldwell's been lionized, just as Schwartz was, just as Morningwig was, just as Marinelli was. The list goes on and on. Until they win and show that they can win consistently, those types of questions are going to be asked. And it proved costly in a game that was just played on Sunday, and some players haven't spoken publicly about it since Sunday. And that's the opportunity for open locker room on Wednesdays 
to get those questions out of the way. Then on Thursday and Friday, there will be more questions about facing Tampa Bay and who they'll see on Sunday, uh, you know, on Fox at 1 o'clock. Those types of things will then be asked and answered. You know, what do you think of Jameis Winston? And what do you think of, uh, you know, who's the running back? Barber? Peyton Barber? The Bucks, uh, you know, lead running back? Who, oh, by the way, you've never even heard of Peyton Barber? He ran for 100 yards last week against Green Bay. It's got to be cool to have a 100-yard rusher, right? It's only been 64 games for the Lions. I just think this whole secrecy thing is ridiculous. A player being told he is not allowed to talk about something, that, that, that's a losing mentality. That's a losing culture. There shouldn't be restrictions put on these guys. Not when you're struggling like you are. That's when you man up and go, hey, I'll face the music. We'll face talking about what turned out to be a big play in that game. We'll answer it on a Wednesday. Then we'll turn the page. That's just my opinion on that. All right, another edition in the books of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you on this Wednesday, December 6th and the Thursday, December 7th. Locked On Lions today, again, proudly brought to you by this exciting new way to play fantasy football. It's called Draft. Check them out in your app store. Go to Draft.com and come play free right now using the promo code LONFL. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.